It's been a hundred episodes. Seems like we just started the show. <laughs> Where the fuck did all the time go? I don't know what else to say. I don't know, but we'll keep doing this anyway. Cause it's as is. It's as fledgling guitar skills I'm still learning the game but you know how it is sometimes you gotta put in the time sometimes you gotta take the time and where the fuck did all the time go really where did the time go I don't know you know where it went like time just disappears into the ether right and we we never get it back man we never all we all we could do is look forward it's a it's a Bunch of bullshit. I think your guitar skills have gotten better. Like, I didn't throw up when I heard that. I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, I'm sure British Mark, he probably, like, broke a few plates at this point. But... <laughs> yeah, but he's not very steady. You know, he drinks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking alcoholic. He's not, well, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard from him lately. Oh, shit. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I hope he's happy that we've... What, what happened was, so, dear audience, uh, the last episode we had visitors... Yes. From, from outer space. We had visitors. So it, we, we didn't mention the fact that we did leave behind this world a huge body of work, you know? We, last week, we had epic two-parter. Yeah. A cliff and a hurricane. Yeah. Parts one and two. Yeah. Part two, mind you. Now, if you actually listen to the episode, people tuning in, and actually stayed to the end, you would know that it was actually our hundredth Episode, right? It was. Uh, it was a subtle mention. There was a subtle mention. Well, subtle in the fact that you know, I didn't really have enough, a lot of time to say it because you know, right? There was. It was a lot of people talking. Yeah. See what this is. What happens when you have guests? You have a lot of people talking. It's very hard to stick to one topic. Right. Uh, so I'm not sure. You know, right, tonight it's just me and you. That's right. And, and it sounds gay. We're not. <laughs> Not yeah, anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but uh, but I do feel like you know a little. For episode one hundred and one, we have to go back to our roots. Right, and the roots are the uh, root. The, this is this is not the sound of Ryan unzipping his pants. This is the no. sound sound of his guitar. By the way, we just spent twenty minutes looking for. The oh my pick. god! Those of you who, who played acoustic guitar, Jesus Christ, the fucking pick falls inside the sound hole. Taking twenty goddamn minutes to get this piece of shit out. I didn't think I, I, it's amazing that we did it. My 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 god! I mean, like I know. I mean, like, is this what Keith Richards has to do before a show? That's probably why he plays the electric guitar because you have the pickups. You don't have the hold for it to fucking fall into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's listen. It's a goddamn. It's, it's a problem. There's a, in life. There's problems, you know. Many problems. But I think I think uh, that twenty minutes looking for the pick was was worth it just for that amazing intro. Now I, I I'll be honest, like it would have been interesting, like if I had lost the pick while recording and we just spent twenty minutes <laughs> of me getting it. Remember, remember, remember that time I went to my therapist and we we had to look for the keys to. His, to <laughs> I, we spent thirty minutes of my therapy session looking for his goddamn keys. I'll forgive him because he came to my play recently. Right. Yeah, he just showed up with his, which is very strange when your therapist shows up to your play, you know. But I, I think he charged me for that. 
and it was like he had two bags, and somehow the keys flew into another, you know, section of the other. It was very confusing. Oh yeah, and it, it was more than a half. It was like thirty five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't believe I can't do the session until I find the keys. There's the keys to my car. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, we're gonna look for the keys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know if we've learned anything from the hundred episodes that we've done. I, we actually. Last time we actually looked at some of the titles, mm. and we played like maybe five ten minutes of each episode just to see. All right, just see like how far we came. It's actually kind of funny, you know, when we we were playing the first episode, right? Like the opening minutes of the first episode, right? And it's just so funny how we approached it back then. We actually approached it as like a, um, like a prof- more of a professional, like serious type right. thing, right? And then uh, it, it's just. It really is funny hearing the difference now. It's subtle. I mean, it's I mean, it's at a certain point. I mean, it was established really early on that you were going to be more of the voice of reason, and I'm going to be the sort of, you know, the wild the, card, the wild, the guy that like the guy that would between a, between both of us would end up in jail, and I'd have to call right. you to bail you out. Which you is know? ironic because I'm the one who's been arrested out of the two of us. Because you're the cooler guy, man. <laughs> I mean, like that sounds cool to say. Like I wish I could go to a party and tell, hey, you know, I was arrested. Yeah. You know, I've never really been close. You know, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a good story though. Yeah, I kind of wish it was for something you know cooler. I know, yeah. but you don't have to tell people why, right? You can just be like, hey, you know, arrested, and they'll be like, what for? Be like. That's for me to know. Right. Right. Now, now who's going to pack the smokes? <laughs> so let's see. So how um, – well, right. So we started kind of in a professional manner. But that's – you know, I, I, we, I do remember that we quickly had a, a disagreement about Wham. <laughs> uh, you know, because – That might have been – that might have been where we That, that might have been where we started. Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't believe how uh, – Smart, sophisticated person as yourself, right? Pre, thank you, thank you. Would 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 look at Wham as like any kind of you know musical achievement. Well, okay, okay. So I'm not sh- okay. Am I com- am I saying the Wham-, Wham are the Beatles? No. Okay. But I think that you know we all are allowed our guilty pleasures. Guilty you pleasures. Know? You know, I'm 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 a big fan of progressive rock. You know, progressive rock speaks for itself. You know. Long, more extremely complete, com- complex, complex, complex structures, right? And so I'm, I think I'm allowed to dabble in the cheesy pop of Wham every once in a while. Well, here's a good question for you. Since we're on the topic, if you fucking you don't talk music. I fucking talk music. Fucking talk music. All right. So, is there such a thing as a progressive rock band that is a guilty pleasure? Is that possible? Is there a guilty pleasure? I guess it depends on if he. Because most most progressive rock bands are kind of cool, right? I guess it depends if you if if you. Now we all are familiar with the the great music of the eighties, especially when a lot of the bands that had come around the sixties and seventies found themselves in a bit of a situation with the synthesizer synthesizers and the 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 the. the, the, the the fuck is the t- the the MTV generation? The MTV generation, the 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 culture of the eighties. Yeah, and it's like so. A lot of them they started to streamline their right. their compositions, and so I guess if you if you if you if right. you're a fan of Genesis, you have the two distinct eras: the Peter Gabriel era, right. era the 
Phil Collins era. Right, so yeah. If you were to right. listen maybe to exclusively to like the Phil Collins era, which I'm not as familiar with it outside of uh, Land of Confusion. Well, it's, it's good if you need to like go to the bathroom a lot, you know? Right, like our podcast. Well... Of course, our podcast has. I, I mean, sales on uh, what's what on depends or whatever are, are gone way down since our podcast has been. <laughs> I would actually say that there's three Genesis eras. There's the Peter Gabriel one, and then there's the Phil Collins one where they were still progressive, and then there was the cheesy hits. Oh, really? Okay. So I would, I would actually say three phases. Oh, okay. Because Phil Collins for a while still kept still kept. There's a, there's about three or four albums where it's still progressive rock, like Duke. Oh, okay. Like, and then it suddenly became like you know like one Wham. Top. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, between them and Wham, I'd still take Genesis. Yeah. I'm sorry, but That's I, okay. I'm very anti-Wham. <laughs> you I, are anti-Wham. I am anti-Wham because I just don't like any songs. I, I don't. I mean, uh, that that one with the saxophone, like it's I'm only dancing. Oh, Careless Whispers. Careless Whispers. I hate that song. That's the kind of song, like, if I went to a prom, I would leave. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, it's just a horrible, horrible song. <laughs> I mean, my voice, my voice just goes high. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, get, I'm getting that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that, you know. Yeah, I'm I mean, hearing like, it. I mean, I mean, and I, re- I mean, but I, I think I hate that. I think I hate that a little bit less than Wake Me Up Before You Take a Crap. <laughs> Wake Me Up Before You Take a Crap. But it's such a fucking catchy song. I don't care what. The, I think it's the fact that I don't so think is you're about so lyrics. is uh, so is you know Mary had a little lamb. That's a catchy song. Or row 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 your boat. That's a catchy song. I'm just, I, think, I think you made the row 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 your boat analogy or comparison. I have in our first episode. Well, I, I which means I haven't learned anything in a hundred episodes. So interesting. Sticking to the music uh, okay. topic, but moving on a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just read that uh, the progressive metal uh, epic band Dream Theater, they're just getting their, – their original drummer is returning, Mike Portnoy. Uh-huh. Now, if you listen to this guy, Jesus Christ. It's like the guy has 10 arms. I mean you just hear his drumming. It's incredible. Uh, OK. All right. Dream Theater. Dream I, Theater, yeah. Uh, so you, are you saying – and if you compare him with the one arm of Def Leppard drummer, he has got many more arms. Right. Because the Def Leppard guy just has one arm. Right. Just saying. Right. They should have like a... You they know. should have a competition to see who's better, yeah. That's amazing. The Def Leppard one-arm guy is a pretty special story. That would be like some guy that is like big in porn and he has like half a penis. Right. And, and somehow he still functions as a porn star. Now, you're saying half a penis. Are you talking like... we talking like slit like right down the middle where like only one side of it is still intact and like the rest of it is like... Well, you, or, or, or are we going right. lengthwise? You're, you're getting very specific here. Uh, which I would expect nothing less. Right, I appreciate that, yeah. Well, I, I don't know how uh, Rick, his name is, how his arm is cut off. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's kind of cut off here at the shoulder. I think he had a car accident or something. Right. So I would like the penis analogy to be as good as the arm analogy. So, um, Except the arm being cut off at the shoulder, that's, the, that's a complete elimination of the arm. Right. Whereas the only equivalent would be a complete severing of the dick. Well, I guess the dick is there, but maybe the testicles are gone. Well, that's... that's maybe, the, maybe that would be the best analogy. Okay. But the, uh, <laughs> we got into a weird area again. Well, you know, it's... it's I feel like it... Like, 
it's our hundred first episode. I know. You know, we should have like a like a, a ding where it gets into a really weird, like too weird, and then there's like a, a bell that's rung. Like you now you got into testicles and penises, like from wham to penises, right? Which the wham people would be happy about because they're all whatever, right? Uh, the point. What, what was the point of this? I don't know. You started talking about. It. I, 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 we were talking about. Oh, I asked you about guilty pleasures in progressive rock. Right, right. So is there? Yeah, a progress- I don't think. Um, well, I don't think there really are. Cause I, yeah, because I not. think progressive rock in itself, like. It, I mean, is Elmerson Lake and Palmer progressive rock? Oh yeah, they definitely are. I was actually just listening to them on the way over here. Really, their debut album. Yep. All right, I don't know them that well, but I know they were like early seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like Welcome to the Show. I don't think I've heard that one. I'm only familiar with their first two albums. So oh, okay, far. okay. Yeah. And you listen to it for pleasure, I assume? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of pleasure, so now now we've got the new Stones record out. Mm. Right? And, mm. uh, right, new Stones record. That's right, because we haven't even gotten to talk about it yet. No, because we were invaded by people from outer space right. last week. Uh, your thumbs up? Fucking thumbs up. If I, if I had, like, a million thumbs to give, I would give them a, I'd give them a million. Wow! Yeah. No, yeah. Every you've heard it a few times. I've heard it a few times. Yeah. So you would very say, solid album. It's solid. It's solid. It's solid. Yeah. It's solid. Uh, would you say that it's uh, as good as the seventies records? Um, I have I'll, I'll, I'll say it's the it's their best. So it, it I would say it's better than some of their seventies albums. It's and, better than Steel Wheels. Well, Steel Wheels is eighty nine. Oh, right, right. Um, okay. I would say I would say this one um, trumps. It's only rock and roll. It trumps black and blue. It trumps emotional rescue, even though it was eighty. Right. Uh, Goat's head soup. I don't know. Goat's head soup. That one's tough. It's what's on that one? That one has like Angie on it and oh. Heartbreaker. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to compare it to the seventies. Yeah. It definitely doesn't. It definitely doesn't trump the core four. But, well, yeah, well, we wouldn't expect it to. Right. Yeah, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't listened to it as much as you have. I know I know the gospel song, which is at the end of the... With Lady Gaga. Excellent. It's excellent. It's excellent. Uh, I know Anger. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've heard, I've heard it. I just haven't di- dissected it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is, here's the thing. It's like it's it's really good. It is really good. But like the nowadays, nowadays, you'd be hard pressed to find a full rock and roll record out there. So the fact that it's got guitars mm-hmm. and sort of like you know punky lyrics and rock lyrics and it has the attitude that yeah. in itself is almost shocking. Oh yeah. Because there's hardly any records like this being fucking made anymore. And it's because like it's. It's interesting how, like, it required a band that helped usher in the rock era. Right. It's only fitting that they are one of the few bands keeping it alive, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, if there is a band that's going to do that, it's going to be them or Springsteen or somebody from that era, you know. Uh, Queen is not even around. You know, there's no Freddie Mercury anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's, um, but um, but I'm saying that the standards for rock are kind of low because there's not that many rock records being really. I mean, there are rock records being made, but it's not by a, it's not like an iconic. Yeah, it, the rock nowadays is different 
too. You've got a lot of the big stuff, I would say, even though it's kind of a contradiction there, or like an oxymoron, because like, but a lot of it's indie rock, mm-hmm. or like uh, post-punk revival, like mm-hmm. the Strokes, the... Uh, right, sort of the... Black Keys. No, not... The, yeah, yeah. Black Yeah, yeah, Black Keys. White Stripe. I, I got... I got the they're, both, they're both would right. be... Yeah, they both would be in that in that equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, but it's it's usually what's shocking about the Stones is the Stones are very basic, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like the fact that there's hardly any more basic rock songs anymore makes it yeah. kind of new again, you know what yeah. I mean? Which is cool. I mean, the guitars are. I mean, Keith Richards is half dead, but his guitar sound is very much alive. Oh yeah. I mean, like even in in angry, like it's like right there in the like it's in your face, you know. Oh yeah, and mixed voice. Mixed voice, it sounds being like a thousand years old. God damn! I know. You know what? He was actually on Saturday Night Live last week. Just oh, was... I, I don't know what the fuck. He's crazy. Like he shows up as a sketch player. Like and you know they did these weird skits. Oh yeah. He wasn't a musical guest. That was a, some horrible new act. You know that, <laughs> that nobody cares about. But like at the at the you know the best skits are in the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. and then and like after the news segment, which is in the middle, everything is terrible. That's when Mick decides to show up. So, so there's like a skit with him, and he's he's playing like a woman. He's got like a thing on his head, and his his skin looks like he's eighty, you know, eighty years old. But it, but and he's grinning because he he goes, hey, you, you know, he's thinking I I'm in a stupid sketch right now, but people are liking it because I'm Mick Jagger and I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know. That's right. So he just shows up out of nowhere, and it was a terrible sketch, uh, skit, whatever. <laughs> But I'm like, okay, that's Mick Jagger, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, his voice really kind of sounds... like If you don't know what he looks like anymore, mm-hmm. his voice sounds like he's still young. Oh, yeah. I don't know how the hell he does that. Yeah. Apparently, they had a... I think it was like a pop-up show up in New York where they performed the whole album. Lady Gaga came out oh, with yeah. hers. Yeah. And I didn't see any of the clips, but like just like... Seeing like photos of like him up on stage, he's definitely like still... Like animated and like lively up there. And just, yeah, just... probably as good as the tribute band that we saw in New Hope. You know, yeah, we, we saw a tribute band <laughs> like last year, and the guy was just imitating Mick Jagger all the time, but it kind of worked. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, good, good for the Rolling Stones. Fucking a man. You know, yeah. I, I, w- I will listen to it to it again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of greats. <laughs> hey, speaking of what? Speaking of greats. Oh. Okay. Um, you saw Scorsese? I did. Now, I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't have nine and a half hours. Right. I would, I, honestly... The three and a half hours? It's three and a half hours. Okay, now, I know from people, other people that have seen it, and they didn't like it. They what? They didn't like they it. They didn't like it. No, I had one guy, I won't say his name, it doesn't matter, some guy... Right. One of my actor friends. He's like, you know, like every other Scorsese movie, if it's on TV, I'll watch it again, even though I've seen it before. But this one, if it comes on, I'll never watch it again. That was his thought. There's, you know, I I, I, I saw it and when I got into my car and I'm just like, I felt dead. You felt dead? You know, I don't know if, it, I think maybe it was the length I feel like I feel like movies. I've I I like epic, epically long movies. Right. And this was too long. Th- I don't even know if it was too long because I don't think I could think of anything that could have been taken out. Okay. But I think it was just the 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 subject matter, 
Right. And it was done in such a way that it just kind of makes you feel, like, empty. And I guess if that was, like, his intent, then the well mission, done. Mission accomplished. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely no Goodfellas. It's no Wolf of Wall Street or... Uh, well, I've seen clips. So is Leo's character. He's, like, a southern guy. And he comes back from uh, World War One, and he's the nephew of De Niro's character. Oh, he's a nephew. Okay. Mm-hmm. Though he's a great actor, so just watching the clips, you could see that he's... Yeah, he's the, a- act, the acting was great. Every, technically, everything was great. Even the story was great, and it was just... Right. There was just something about it that... Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely won't be... Like, I'll watch it again eventually, but, like, it's... Right. But, I mean, like, I wouldn't put it on as frequently as I put on, like, Goodfellas right. or Wolf. Right. Yeah, or any, uh, or Departed or... Or, yeah, or Taxi Driver. Or da- I mean, Taxi Driver is great. I mean, I would say, um, <laughs> I, I do have a feeling, though, it could be sort of like silence where, like, it could grow on you if you watch it again. Which, I, silence, it, silence did, that was my experience with that. that they, yeah, for you it was a grower, not a shower. Right. I, I walked out of silence. Oh right! Yeah, that was Adam Driver and, uh, yeah, and, and Spider Man. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spider Man just starts shooting cobwebs out of his hands, <laughs> and while they go to a ministry, minister, ministry, uh, did, weren't they? Weren't they were. They, they were priests. They were priests. Right. Then, right. Um, right. It was so long. It was. I mean, and this this one seems like there's some kind of murder mystery involved. Yeah. So there's uh, the they discover oil. It's based on a true story. They discover oil. In Oklahoma, the yeah. Osage Nation, and then um, members of the community, the Native American community, wind up they they start dying. So that's where it, and that actually that that plot starts pretty quickly within the movie, like when the first like ten twenty minutes. Okay, and it's I won't spoil anything, right? Um, cause I do think it's still a movie that's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, I, but I, I, I would say watch it at home. I mean, it's not streaming anywhere. I don't think not yet, but it it will be. But I mean, like, it's not one right. Like I like going to the movies. I like I wanted to see it on the IMAX screen. Right, so right. I did that. Yeah, no, I, I've been meaning to do it. So the last two days, I've actually had two days off. I was like, I could probably f- find three and a half hours in my two days off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because two days that's uh, that's forty eight hours. Uh, a name of a very good movie starring Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy from uh, nineteen eighty two. That's right. Two of them. Two of them. 48 hours and another, and another 48, 48 hours. hours. But another 40 hours is kind of just like a carbon copy of the original. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's always fun to see Nick Nolte like screaming at Eddie Murphy for no reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick Nolte was like, <laughs> he's like the gruffiest guy, you know. And you could just tell that that was their dynamic in real life. Oh, you yeah. Know? You could just say Eddie Murphy is like, you know, they're like at the, at the lunch area of mm. the, he's like, hey. <laughs> he sounds like Michael Jackson. He's like, "Hey Nick, how's your night? Don't talk to me. I'm thinking about my lines." <laughs> hey, Tr- hey Nick, you look like you, you had a hard night last night. <laughs> yeah, I did. I fucked two whores last night. <laughs> that I bet that was their dynamic. But I do. Totally. Forty Eight Hours is a great movie. Directed by the same director of uh, the Warriors. Oh, Walter Hill. Walter Hill, yep. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, when you watch the Warriors, that'll be a yeah, fun. Yeah, watch that one. That'll be a fun topic. Yeah. So I could I couldn't squeeze in three and a half hours. Yeah. It was stuff because you know it's playing like at two o'clock in the afternoon and at yeah. six o'clock in you know in the evening, and I uh, I just you know I had those weird. 
I had a, I went to New York to see a, the the Jew comedian, which I think would be kind of funny. I I think would be kind of funny if like he wasn't actually Jewish. Like he was like maybe like he's very, Latino or something. But his first line is like him saying how Jewish he is. His <laughs> name is Ranan Hirschberg, and uh, it couldn't be like more Jewy than right. I mean Larry David would be would seem Christian compared to this guy. Oh yeah. He's very Jewy, and he, he looks. He says he looks like a Jewish John Belushi. Like he's got, you know. <laughs> you, you, I think you would have had a hard time because it was a very like it was a very claustrophobic room. Oh, was it really? Yeah. So, so we're used to the comedy club here in Princeton, which is you know it's not great, but the yeah. space. This was like really, and they they sat me like on the side, so I was like I, I was side view. And I wasn't happy about that because you know, but it was you know whatever. You get used to, mm-hmm. you get used to anything in life. Yeah, you know, but it was it was it was pretty. It was it felt like a basement in a college. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess the Comedy Cellar is like a iconic place in New York. And, you know, there's pictures of Jerry Seinfeld. But you know, Jerry Seinfeld's been to every. Yeah. That, it's not. It's not even. I, I don't even know if he played there. They just put a picture of him. You know, <laughs> like I could put a picture of Jerry Seinfeld over my bathroom. <laughs> be like Jerry Seinfeld with you know, Jerry Seinfeld. He took a crap in my bathroom. Start start charging. Have people visit. Start charging like five dollars. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he was on his way to to the Hyatt and he, he stopped here. Yeah. So um, you know, so I so I took the next day off. You know, so anyway, it was it was it was a weird. It was weird because you know what the problem with that show was. I mean, he's he's a great comic. I had. A, you know, it was really first of all, and I ran. You know how I just run into people randomly, like strange. I I I always attract strange people. So as soon as I walk in, I'm standing in line outside, uh, right behind a woman who's a good friend of Ronan's girlfriend. Oh, okay. So I'm like, so I immediately, I'm like, oh, like, and I hear them talking. So of course I I interfere, and I'm like, of course. I'm like, hey, I have a podcast, and you know, so I, I, so I gave I gave her my information to give to Ronan, you know, so you know, I, I, those opportunities in life, you got you got you got to you got to take it, you know, and 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 she was fine with it. She was like, oh, yeah, no problem, and you know, she she maybe she threw it in the garbage. I don't know, you right. know. Um. So, um. But you know, but he what what comics do on Instagram now is they put some of their jokes on Instagram. Like I've played you some of his. You know, every day he puts like another joke. So, so he does his material. I'm like, I know that joke. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I knew like eighty percent of his material. Oh no shit! Just from the Instagram clips, <laughs> and you know, and which is fine, you know, but because they're still funny. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew a lot of them. I, I knew more than I thought I would, and I've never seen it before in my life. <laughs> it's just very weird, you know. Yeah. But he did. He did. He did a lot of Hitler jokes. Oh yeah, you know, uh, which I always appreciate a good Hitler joke. You know, right? Naturally, there's a there's a lot of material with that Hitler guy. Yeah, uh, and um, uh, he should, he should, that guy should have been a comedian. Hitler. Yeah, he might he might have uh, might have made some different choices in life. You know? Maybe. I mean, he he, he had to build an audience. Mm-hmm. Like if he, if he was gonna do shtick while he was giving a speech about how to kill the Jews, right? You'd be like, eh, you know, today we threw twenty Jews in the ovens, and by the way, mm-hmm. yesterday. <laughs> like, what about peanuts in the air? I guess they, did they have airplanes? I'm sure they did. Oh, they had airplanes back. They had airplanes. Then. I don't know if they had peanuts. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure peanuts predate airplanes. Airplanes. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about this. Mm-hmm. It could be. But I guess see, I think I think food, the very simple food that you're able to like pick out of the ground or like plant. I have a feeling that's going to be made before the complex feat of like engineering 
and technology that is the airplane. I understand completely right. what you're saying, but all I can say about my life is I probably took an airplane before I ate a peanut in my life. That's, that's possible. Because, you know, my life has been weird. Right. So, and then, I don't, I don't know. I don't know when I ate my first peanut. I don't know why you're asking me that. <laughs> I didn't. But I will, <laughs> say, I will say I ate many peanuts before I ever got on an airplane. Well, you, you're a late bloomer. Right I'm now. a late bloomer. I did not get on an airplane until I was 32. I know. And no, I, 31. Yeah, at the tail end of 31. The one that went to London. When I went to England. And I haven't been on a plane and, since. And I, and, I, and I was there on that very auspicious day. Yeah, it was a hot uh, July, May, day, May. May. That was May. Yeah. That was, uh, that was back when we were smoking cigarettes. That was. We got to the airport. We had a couple smokes before. Uh, yeah, we, we, smoked, we, had, we smoked like three cigarettes at Terminal B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, All right, I guess you're off to England now. Yep. Somebody's going to England that I just... Who's going to England? Um... Oh, my brother's in England now. What the fuck's he doing? I don't fucking know. Probably doing something for Israel, you know. Oh, yeah. But he was uh, yeah, like, I, I, I like we haven't been in touch. So like, but he he said, you know how we have this like family chat thing. Oh, yeah. So somebody has a birthday, uh, you know, and I, I I'm not involved with the birth. I don't. I'm not. The, I'm not. I'm not one of those people that says happy birthday to everybody in mm-hmm. my life. I think that's stupid. Right. So, like, everybody's like, happy birthday, happy birthday. And then he's like, happy birthday from London. <laughs> uh, fucking asshole, man. Uh, fucking please. rubbing it in. I'm uh, I'm I'm not, unbelievable. Unfucking believable, these people. If I was in London, I would not I would not tell anybody. I would just go. Right. I told British Mark I'm not going. You know, I, uh, I, I was, that's, that's probably why he's not reaching out to you. Well, I think, yeah. He, no, he's very, he's, he, well, he seems to be a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he might be faking it, like all the rest of us. It's true, but uh, he 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 seemed very understanding. It's like, eh. <laughs> I love every time you do that. You always start with eh. Well, I mean, that's just that's, it. Just seems like the correct. I don't know why, but it's very. It's a. <laughs> I don't know what where that comes from. It's, I think it's a tick at this point. I think so. Like next time I see him in real life, I'll be like, eh. No, he said. He said, uh, I'll, I'll, try, I'll, "I'll try to do it without that." Uh, I'll, okay, <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> he's like, he said, oh. <laughs> "It's all right, Danny." He says, "All right, I understand. You're going to you're going to Chicago to see McDermott at Christmas time, and I understand you, you got a full life there with your shows, and you can't. You're not a rich man, something like that, you know." And meanwhile. You know, I feel bad because he got a ticket, but he could probably give it to a friend of his. He, he's got friends, right? But um, but I I I thought about it. I was like twenty percent. I was like, you know, fuck it. I should just go to London again. But it's Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm obligated oh, right, yeah. to be with my family. It's a family <laughs> thing. I actually have off the four days for Thanksgiving. I'm taking off that Friday after Thanksgiving. Oh, I'll alert the media. Fucking hey, man. Oh, so now you're going to have four days. See, well, here's the problem. Can I just talk? Let's, let's talk about days off for a second. Let's talk about days off. Let's do it. All right, so this is like a, a curse from the god. If there was a god, there's he kind of, you know, because I, I just had two days off. I wasn't that happy, you know, but when I'm working, I'm even more not happy. Right. So you can't win. You really can't. I mean, like, when am I ever going to be happy? <laughs> like, if I'm not happy when I'm not working, and then I'm, wor- I'm never just never going to be happy. Well, I think, so here's the thing. I think when you assess 
what the reasons are for that. Because it's a different, the unhappiness you experience when you're working comes from a different source than, than the unhappiness you experience when you're not working. Right. A lot of times, like my, 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 right. my experience, right. you know, when you're unhappy at work, it's obvious. Like, man, it's like, oh, I don't want, I don't like my job or like I should be on a different path now or some, some other shit. Right. Me, I'm lucky in that I'm not really worrying about that right now. I actually, very, in a very rare moment in my life, I'm actually appreciating and enjoying my job. Yeah. But when you're home, at least for me, right. the unhappiness comes from, you know, not really having anything to do, like not having planned anything, having no one to spend it with. Right. It's, it's more like, – if I can elaborate. Sure. It's more of a spiritual crisis. So you know, it, it's a it's a more internal, deep spiritual crisis when you're because you're you're faced with your own self, mm. and you I should be doing something fun today, but I'm not, you mm. know. And when you're at work, you can blame it on the external factors, right. like you know. So so the depression is worse when you're like on a day off mm. when you're supposed to be having fun. Right. Like when you're working, you're not supposed to have fun. Mm-hmm. So it's okay that you're not having fun. Right. But if you're on a day off and you're not having fun, then it's your fault. Right. That's the spiritual crisis. And I think that's where, well, you know, when I was doing my delivery job on Sundays for the past few months. You know, yes, we all, we all know about it. I think that's where that, that kind of like depression I experienced on Saturdays that mm-hmm. eventually drifted into blind rage on Sundays during when, when I was working. Blind rage. Was, um, <laughs> I love rage. It's, it's, it's a great feeling. It makes you feel alive. Yeah. Because it makes you realize you still have emotions. Um, right. But, you know, you just dealing with like, I guess maybe having that one day off and just realizing, you know, I'm not doing anything special on this day. You know, it's just right. kind of sucks. Yeah. And then and then the, and then the pressure, like, yeah. why why can't we just be? You right. know what I mean? And and I was I, I was just was in the last that's few days. The, that's the thing. Like, it's, at the end of the day, if we're looking at it from. As objective as we possibly can as humans, there really is no difference between making the most out of your life and doing absolutely nothing at all. Because at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of carbon atoms in like existing on Earth, which can be destroyed at any second. So it really doesn't matter what we do objectively. Right. It's just, no, nothing. No, it's all right. It, it doesn't matter at all. It's, it's our. It's all of our. It's our perception that matters. That's right. Perception. Perception. It's very. It's very uh, well, yeah. It's but it's true. Like you know, it's it's not really what we do. It's the meaning that we attach to things. So like, if I if if I spend twenty four hours a day just alone in my sweatpants watching Three's Company reruns, right? Which is I may or may not have done. <laughs> You know, that that could be a great day. Right. Oh my God, I love Three's Company. This is great. And it's an homage to Suzanne Summers who just died. That's you know? right. Or I could say, what a fucking loser. You've seen these episodes before. <laughs> like there's nothing new under the sun. And you, why don't you just throw yourself off the nearest bridge? Mm-hmm. So it's two different meanings. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, right. I, I was somewhere in the middle. I wasn't like suicidal. But I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like, this is a great day, you know. yeah. And then that sore throat. I hate having a sore throat. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a, it's a little bit better now, but do you ever have like a sore throat? Oh, you... dude, totally. I hate that. It's like you wake up and you felt like you just gave a blowjob to a gorilla. 
do you have you do you have that experience to make that? Uh, I imagine. Analogy? I imagine. Okay. I've never. I never had a small or a large dick in my mouth. Right. I'm just. That's just the way I'm built. Just a medium size. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I, I just go for the you know four and a half inches. That's nice. No, uh, I I've never. I I mean I feel. I mean I I I I set you up there. Yeah, no, that, that was a good joke. Yeah. That was a good joke. I, I I just clarify. I never had a soft, average, medium, or large, uh, penile uh, member in my mouth. I have right. ne- I've never. But, <laughs> however, given having said that. <laughs> you know, I feel like if I had such a sore throat, I feel like if you were to give a blowjob to a gorilla, who I imagine is well endowed, there's not too many gorillas out there that probably have, you know, size issues because they're gorillas or, or maybe Godzilla or, you know, imagine if Godzilla had like a really tiny genital. I mean, that would explain why he destroys every city, Grr. you know? Yeah. You He's, know, it's always interesting how like Godzilla... <laughs> He always happens to destroy a city. Yeah. You, you, ne- you never see him, like, terrorizing the countryside or, like, suburbia. No, he's know? very angry. He's an urban. He's yeah. got, yeah. It's always, he's always going after Harlem or. Yeah. Like, he's never going after, like, a countryside in England somewhere. Right, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, he's, he's a, he doesn't like, he doesn't like cities. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't enjoy the uh, sore throat. It's, you know, I, I, I mean, I imagine, I don't know, I, I uh, but it's it's going away now a little bit. That's good. I, I think I stopped it in the middle. Like it could have gone, it could have gone to a full blown, you know, scenario. I'm gonna say AIDS, but that that would be wrong, you know, because uh, having a cold is not like having AIDS. No, they're very opposite sides of the having spectrum. Having AIDS makes a cold feel like death. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. You I could mean, die uh, from a cold if you have AIDS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think I, I stopped it in the middle. Like I could it stopped could, it. I I, th- I took some some remedies. Oh, okay. And I think it they decided midway like oh he's he's taking some remedies. So well, let's you know, mm-hmm. I mean we'll see how I am tomorrow. But you right. know, I just don't like feeling like I gave a blowjob to anybody. Right. That's that's not that's not cool. I mean it's. Good. <laughs> 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 it would be great if you just isolate all these sentences that. <laughs> So, uh, so back to Scorsese now. Right. <laughs> is there is he a bad guy or a good guy, Leo, in the movie? Is that is that a spoiler? It's kind of a spoiler. Okay, I, I'm imagining that he's kind of a bad guy because otherwise there wouldn't be much of a story. I, I'm just assuming. Oh, I'm assuming. Ryan's giving me the uh, the dead the dead face. Yeah, the detached. The uh, detached. That the, yeah. the usual. Yeah. <laughs> I see, but you think I should see it though, huh? I think you should see it. I mean, you don't have to like rush out because I know for a lot of people, you know, three, three and a half hours, you know, it's a big chunk. And well, I thought I don't, I don't even know. Right. Maybe I'll stream it. Yeah, I would. I would. I would wait for stream. The problem, see, but I thought I conquered this problem with Oppenheimer when I saw the hour and a half, and then I was going to see it again. Right. I never saw it again. Well, I'm actually getting it. I, I, I pre-ordered it, so we'll be able to watch it. Okay. Here in the comfort of my own. Yeah, uh, apartamento. Yeah, well, I actually watched the whole thing. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm good with the first hour and a half. I saw the first. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watching half a movie, dude. Well, I already saw the hour and a half. Well, you need, you need to see it again in order because it's all about the build up. But I know the build up. 
It'll be, it'll be, it's not just count until like next month, so it's. Right, but, but, uh, <sighs> we don't, have, we, we don't have to watch it at all. No, we don't, we don't, we don't. But I mean, it's still playing here. I could, I just, you know. Oh, is it still playing? It's still playing, yet. uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, them, right now it's like there. It's like uh, Flowers of the Killer Moon. Oh, they pushed uh, the next Mission Impossible and up back in the, another year. Why? I guess so. So I guess they they actually secured a three week exclusive run in IMAX. So that's really crazy. Mm. That means no other movies could be shown. Right. In in IMAX at least during those three weeks. That sounds crazy to me. Well, the problem with like the the one that just came out. Right. It only got one weekend in IMAX theaters. Right. And then fucking Oppenheimer and your favorite movie, Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. And destroyed it. It's a shame. Right, right. Mm. I saw it. It was okay. Barbie? Uh, no, 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 no. I am not seeing that movie. You should see it because just because that we could talk about it. You know, you just sacrifice yourself at the show, man. I mean, I, sh- I guess I should sacrifice myself. I mean, I'm the one that's, you know, out there on the tent dangling, you know, throwing myself off buildings and see, and watching Barbies. and Right. I mean, I, I think you might like it. It's possible. I mean, because there is, it's, not, it's not a complete... I didn't... I mean, I hated the fact that it was a message movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Ryan Gosling's performance is funny. I mean, so it's not... I mean, there were elements that I, I thought were good. But, I mean, I just once once I knew it was a message movie, I was done. Oh, you yeah. know? I'll watch Taylor Swift's new movie like a million <laughs> times over. And uh, guilty pleasures, right? I'm, I'm putting Taylor Swift in the guilty pleasure category. Are you, you going to put Taylor Swift there? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she... Uh, because I, I hate to, to agree with the mainstream, but I do think she's talented, you know? I mean, the mainstream liked the Beatles. They right, like the but Stones. that was... But, yeah, but the, eh, the Beatles are totally different. Mm-hmm. You, you throw in the Beatles. You throw in the Beatles, and then everything else just... Well, here's the thing, because you say you hate things that are mainstream, and which which I can understand to a point, right. but... Right. I hate, I hate agreeing with... I, I don't hate the mainstream. I hate agreeing... I hate... And I, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see the Beatles over Taylor Swift any day. You know, let, well, yeah, I, don't, I don't think any self-respecting person would do would choose otherwise. Right, right. Except for kids today. Right, but they don't count. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Taylor Swift doesn't. It's not a message. It's like she is what she is, mm-hmm. and she's a phenomenon. And then all the kids like her, but she also has songs that are actually good songs. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but like she has. Right. She, I mean, if you listen to one of her records, especially lately, they they have some depth to. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not all popcorn, you know. Right. It's, so, um, so I, I, I do respect her for that, you know. Yeah. But it's like. And, you know, I agree with, you know, Springsteen is famous, so somebody else likes him besides me. Oh, you yeah. know, the recent concert that I saw had, like, 50,000 people there. Yeah. But when I'm alone... Things, things, things are mainstream. Here's an interesting conversation. Things are mainstream for a reason, it, and it's interesting. There are a lot of people who like to be contrarian. They like to not like things that are mainstream because they think it makes them edgy or it makes them think they're quote-unquote individualistic. Right. But at the same time, you have to think about, okay, stuff that's successful on such level as to be mainstream happens for a reason. Now, you could say some of it's manufactured, but it connects with people on such a large scale that right. that's why that works. Sure, sure. I mean, almost everything except for Wham. 
Right. I mean, but... Because, because, apparently, because... No, no, no. Wham, you know, you had the budding, the budding songwriting skills of George Michael. Right. And he was attractive, you know, and he, you know, whatever. He had a charisma. So, I mean, so every mainstream thing, you know, has... I mean, except, I don't know. SpongeBob for kids, that's mainstream. Right. I mean... You know, I mean, there, there's got to be one, always an example of a mainstream thing that I, I don't agree with at all, oh, yeah. you know, but I mean, but you're right. Like some, for even, I'm thinking of Tony Robbins, who's like the positive motivation guy. Right. He's been around forever. Mm. He's got a huge following. I don't a- agree with a lot of the things that he says, but I respect him mm. because I do think I've seen him live. You know, I right. spent like 600 bucks once to see him, you know. And, you know, there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of like, a lot of sh- motivation shit. But underneath it, there is a lot of shit that he says that I think is inspiring mm-hmm. and inspired me uh, a few times in my life. So, so everything has some, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, but Taylor Swift, I, I, I just the Barbie thing was kind of like they tried to do a message movie within. Also trying to please the mass audience. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like it was very... It was like... And I'm, I'm, interest, I'm actually interested to see it just to see if... Right, if you agree with me. If I agree with you in the sense of what the message actually is, though. Right, and I don't even know what the message actually is. I just found it offensive that it was trying to hit me over the head with a message mm-hmm. while... I don't even know what the fucking message was. I just, I just, yeah. I just, I just felt like at a certain point I was being preached to. Yeah, some well, sometimes the um, when it comes to, like the messages, sometimes sometimes there's a message that we get immediately. Right. Sometimes there's a message that goes over our heads just because of how a story is told, how they tell it. Right. And right, the actual way they tell it itself. Mm-hmm. Points to the actual message, so like something right. could be like satirical, and right, you could watch and think, all right, it's about this, right? But the way they're telling, it's like actually no, it's about this. Maybe it's like about. I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a I have a feeling because it was one of those movies that came out and it generated a lot of you know discussions, yeah, and especially among like certain people that got like easily heated and so sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes the message isn't what we think it is but especially especially with Greta Gerwig I mean like I've seen right actually I don't think I've, I haven't seen anything she's directed but I saw her in you didn't see Lady Bird I haven't seen that but I saw Frances Ha I know she starred in that I like Frances Ha I thought it was I thought it was decent it was, it was weird but I mean for an indie movie it was good mm-hmm. but um yeah, I don't know. I had a real visceral reaction to uh, to to Barbie. I mean, and, and the fact that it was so popular made me more angry. Yeah, you know that was that was an example. Like if it was if it was at least, I, I probably would have hated it even if it was a smaller. Mm-hmm. But the fact that everybody fucking, you know, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I just. I'm gonna have Margot Bobby, whatever her name is, over for dinner, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lecture her. Okay, and I'm gonna be like, look, you gotta stop doing these stupid movies. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I don't have her number, but you know. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, three and a half movies is tough, man. I mean, and 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 the new Scorsese movie sounds depressing. You know, it is. I mean, that's the thing. Is there any jokes? 
Is there any nudity? There really, so there, there's like, there was one point in the beginning, there's a, an exchange of dialogue between De Niro and DiCaprio. Right. Um, De Niro must look really old, huh? Yeah, and the sad thing, I think he's, I think the character, the guy who was playing was like, at the time in real life, like only 49 years old. Really? Yeah. But I, there was like one bit of dialogue um, in the beginning where I thought maybe there was going to be like a black comedy tone similar to like Goodfellas or Wolf of Wall Street. Right. None. None. And I think I think part of that was too just – it was done straight. Right. And it was done – it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to put into words because, like, shit. Right. I guess I, I was also looking forward to this for, like, a couple of years now. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, you think you'll see it again? I'll definitely see it again. I'll definitely add it to my collection if it comes out. Well, your collection. But you wouldn't see it in the movie theater. Again. I wouldn't see it in the movie theaters. Though. Right, right, right. See, that's – is there any nudity that I could be uh, attracted to? No. I don't recall. I don't think so, no. No, Not no. much. I like a good nude scene, you know? Mm. Like, once in a while. Like, this, they don't do nude scenes anymore that much. Nah. It's like, ever since... Uh, I, think well, I, think, I, think, I think a lot of it's going to TV. I hear a lot of stuff's transitioning Even in TV, TV, I don't see that many. I haven't seen a lot of... I, I, you know, I've been trying to watch a show on Netflix called The Diplomat with our friend Kerry Russell from The Americans. Mm. And I was like, remember the Americans? There was that one episode where she got naked, and it was a. There were a few episodes. Yeah, right the one one I'm thinking of, think it's like a long shot on her ass, you know. Right, I think I know which exactly. Which yeah, it's like yeah. amazing, you know. I I could watch that all day, all day, maybe two days in a row. It's a great series too. Great series. So then this one is called The Diplomat, and I keep thinking, oh, you know, it's like you know, ten years later, would you still do a nude scene? And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. Episode six, she, she she does an ass scene again. Oh yeah, like, fantastic! Her ass hasn't aged at all in ten years. <laughs> she has a great ass. <laughs> really big fan of Kerry Russell's ass. Yeah. <laughs> but and it's a good show too. It's it's a little wordy this diplomat thing. Oh really? But it, but it's good. She's 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 good. She's uh, I'd like to have her for dinner as well. Yeah, I'd like she, to have her. In, uh, have her the same night as her, Margot Robbie. Uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. I would love that. That way, like, neither of them would feel uncomfortable being in this random place, you know? Right. Well, I feel like when people come over here, they're not really threatened. They don't think they're going to get, like, attacked, right. you know? You could come over, too. Like, oh, we, sweet. Yeah, yeah, we could do, like, a... I like to discuss things with them. Yeah. I would spend 20 minutes yelling at Margot Robbie for Barbie and then complimenting Carrie Russell's butt. Mm-hmm. And that would be 40 minutes right there. Right. I also like... <laughs> Um, and then, uh, okay, so, so you don't recommend, so, see, I'm really on the fence about seeing this movie. I, I, it doesn't sound like, it sounds like. I wouldn't, don't rush out to see it. I mean, it, right. wait for streaming. Right, right, right. That way, in case you had to, like, break it up, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, I was actually surprised, like, I was able to hold my bladder the entire three and a half That's hours. That's exciting. And actually, including the trailers, four hours, pretty much. Wow. I think, that, I think that was the other thing, too. Like, I think it was like I was sitting in my car and I was like, man, I just sat on my ass for like four hours straight. Right. And I, I did not feel too good about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, no, I hear you. I hear you. You also saw it in the morning. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. Like, it, the showing started at 1130. Yeah. Being by the time I got out, it was like 330. Mm-hmm. I was like, man. And that, that was the other thing. It was like, there goes my fucking day. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But then, uh, yeah, it's 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 a. And could do you think it could have been cut to like two and a half hours? See, I actually could. I can't think of anything that could have been trimmed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of movies could be trimmed, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean that even even Oppenheimer probably could have been trimmed by a it's lot. It's possible. Yeah, but um, yeah, like, and Leo, like uh, both of them, Scorsese and Nolan, I feel like they both right they make their movies how they because I think even like Christopher Nolan because he writes a lot of his movies right so I think he he's very like uh, what's the fucking word precise. Know. Yeah, he's very like precise. Like he doesn't write anything that doesn't Frivolous. need to be in it. Right. Kind of like our podcast, you know. Right. I mean, there really isn't any second of our podcast that is not pivotal, pivotal, yeah, and worthy of somebody's attention. Absolutely. Like even when we pause, it's a very pregnant pause. You know, it's it's fraught with meaning. <sighs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so what have we learned? <laughs> So this is. Uh, Do we learn anything really? Well, I think I think this, this has actually been a pretty uh, for for us. This has mm. been a pretty intellectual. Well, I think yeah, I think you know, it was, it's our hundred first episode, right? And I think it was very important to sort of reconnect with our roots a little bit. Well, and, uh, at the same time, you right. know, show our audiences, you know, they're getting what they paid for, which isn't anything at all. No, no, this is free. This is free. This- so you're welcome. Yes, this is free. Um, but it's good that we started talking again about music, about Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. It kind of, you know, it's the fact that they're, you know, 105 years old. Right. And they're, they May just... May we be so lucky to be 105 years old someday. Not at the same time, but, you know. Yeah. Imagine if we do this for 100 more years, you know. <laughs> like, 100 episodes are, would be like nothing compared to like, you know. Because we've done 100 episodes in what, in almost two years yeah, like about just over like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I mean, like I, I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn. I'm here to to, to entertain. I'm here to make some jokes. You know. I think. Uh, you know. You know, it's interesting. Again, another example where you know a profound thought occurs to me six minutes before the episode ends. Always. You know, I was thinking last night. You know, because the the evening is a great time to think. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know why? Because the moon is out. The moon is out, and often when you're laying in bed, trying to get to sleep, that's of course when a lot of the regrets you hold in your life are going to come to the surface. Right. And you know, one my my one of my regrets is you know maybe not making the most of my time so far. And you know, right. I, I start to think you know things I want to do. Like I honestly want to make more money which right. like that requires me to maybe develop new skills and I'm thinking to myself I, this is the this is my train of thought I was like man I don't have the mind the brain to be able to learn like complex like scientific type stuff right. I'm thinking right you know there was a time when I never thought I would ever go back to school I would never get a master's degree mind you right and uh thinking yeah maybe I mean the hardest part of learning anything is the beginning just right. like anything else because it's like right. it's not it's the fact that it's not so, it's not just the fact that you're learning <clears throat> material you've never thought about before right is that certain ways your brain has to adapt to learning certain things right and I'm thinking you know actually 
my brain, I am capable of doing anything. It's just I have to break through that initial barrier. Well, we we can we can tell that you've been putting in massive hours on the guitar. Yeah, I mean that's this this motivation is coming out of nowhere. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's quite. You might have a you know satisfaction. Can't get no satisfaction inside of you. You know. Yeah. Um, I I do feel you know that the rage thing that we touched on before. I find that a fascinating uh, you know concept. Mm-hmm. I just finished a play where I was yelling at a lot of people. Oh yeah, uh, and I, I kind of missed that. You know, it was like a nice little, nice outlet. You yeah. know, um, you know, my aunt brought people over to the play, and one of them is a little. You know, my aunt knows a lot of strange people. I, should, I, should, I shouldn't say strange, but eccentric. Mm-hmm. She has this neighbor that lives across the street, and she has like a trail, like a huge trail next to her house. You'd like it because you like trees and shit right and uh <laughs> you, you like nature so and she actually like high their historic areas i don't know like she, she actually has people come and take like tours she gives them oh, wow. tours I, it's like a real massive but anyway she came to the play and she you know and jenny the other day you know she calls me she goes eh she goes uh can you pick up something from the cvs oh and by the way my neighbor left you a note I'm like, oh god, okay. So of course I don't care about the no. She wants me to get her some something for fucking CBS, you know. Yeah. In her mind, it's like I should want to do it because now I'm gonna get the note. Yeah, that, you know, I, bitch. I, I, please. So she's like, I'm gonna be in New York. I'm like, oh, good, go. <laughs> so I go and I pick up. It's a it's a nicely written letter. And she said, thank you so much for the play. I was there, and it's always a privilege to see you act. And yeah, Very nice, complimentary thing. She didn't have to do that. That's nice. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's it may, it, she was one of the people, because I was actually worried a little bit, because, you know, my character is just yelling at people the whole time. It's not <laughs> the most fun thing to, to watch. Mm-hmm. But, um, but she got something out of it. So, you know, you, you never know. You never know yeah. who you're going to reach, you know. And I, 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 now I have no place to channel my rage except for this podcast, you know. Right. So, I, I mean, we could do another 100 episodes, just like the, what, what we did. That's right. Or we could try to, I don't know, you know, we could try to, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like it's uh, something we can discover along the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I wonder if our now our audience has expanded a little bit, uh-huh. and I wonder if they're thinking, "Wow, these guys!" Like, I wonder what they're gonna say next time. You know, and, and <laughs> only, only to hear. Okay, they didn't say anything this week. That was different from last week. Okay. Well, I do. I do say that. I will say this. We we certainly have had a lot of variety lately. You know, uh-huh. we've had the experience of a threesome. We have the experience of a foursome. Right. And now we've had the experience of a twosome, you know, and all, you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's nice to have guests, you know, it's, it's nice to shake things up. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, it was a little bit of a train wreck, I would say. Uh, there was a lot, there was a lot going on. A lot going on. I found myself, I think I maybe said two sentences, <laughs> but you know, I kind of predicted that was going to be the case. Yeah, you know, if you were betting, right, if you betted on it, you would have won. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, uh, and then and I, think, I think it's important, you know, you have guests on your show. Right. You got to give them the spotlight. Uh, yeah. You know? yeah. You got to. You, you got Especially when it's Hurricane Tracy. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, that, that woman can do like a <laughs> – she, she could do a podcast by herself. I'm sitting here drinking wine, you know, just just do, do her, you know, monologue, you know. But you're right. You're right. I, I feel like they, 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 they came and they did what they did. Mm-hmm. And It was a hell of a good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was uh, – listen, we should have more guests. We should. You know, we should invite uh, people from all walks of life. Sure. So uh, anyway, here's to a hundred uh, years. Hundred episodes uh, and years. Yeah. Uh, now we're in the red zone. We're in the red zone. So, so those who tune in and have supported us, thank you. Thank you. Go we, fuck yourself.